You're just funny. It's funny, you know, the way you tell the story and everything. Funny how. Come here, come here, though. Yeah, he's crazy, Dick. Eh? Who are you? We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. Are you ready? Ladies and gentlemen, as you know, I'm always a big fan of comedy. I've had a, a lot of comedians on my show, and of course, I like to think I'm uh, pretty funny at times, and uh, definitely not funny at other times. So I'd like to have comedians on the show to kind of lighten up uh, the podcast, where uh, normally I do talk about health, wellness, and and social interaction. So uh, having on comedians is just a good way to to kind of break things up a little bit and keep it spicy. So today is no different. I wanted to have on a stand-up comedian Bob Phillips. You can follow him on Instagram at Bob the Suit, uh, very funny dude. Hung out with him a couple times on uh, one of our favorite shows, one of the most popular shows of all time, and uh, that is Crossing the Streams, which is a live TV show that uh, I've had the privilege of being on a couple times, where we goof off about uh, streaming TV series, movies. So check that out, Crossing the Streams. But uh, Bob the Suit, this was a good conversation. You guys are gonna love this thing. Everyone, please help me welcome Bob Phillips his foot on the stage in a, in a cast and it was just just unobtrusive it was off to the side but he was you know trying to enjoy the show and, and mm-hmm. not um, you know he was told to keep his leg up so he asked me and when I took the stage he goes you okay if I, I said yeah man that's fine don't worry about it and I asked him about his leg we had a couple jokes about that and, and then this comedian uh, who had been who had been drinking Long Island iced teas multiple this you know this big these kinds of iced teas, you know? The big boys. And Yeah. And uh, she took the stage, and the first thing out of her mouth, she looked at this guy and said, get your fucking foot off my stage. Whoa. <laughs> this, this guy goes, I'm sorry, I was, Bob said, she goes, I'm not Bob. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the audience hated her, literally from hated her. From the get, at, yeah. From the get, and uh, they turned on her, and there was about 30 people in the middle who had bought, there was a big family and friends, and they're yell- she's yelling at them, they're yelling at her, and then, so then they got, there was a fight in the audience, and then there was a mini riot. The cops were called, and uh, we had to file them out the back. Whoa. And I'm all done with my set by now, and I'm standing there in a suit and tie. Sure. <laughs> and, you know, so uh, I thought, well, I may have to throw down, but, uh, you know, I'll plan it out. So, yeah, <laughs> that happens sometimes. <laughs> oh, I bet. Yeah, I mean, have you, uh, we're recording, by the way. Oh, um, we are, okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 we'll just you know, keep it going. Um, I don't like to really edit anything, I'll just keep it flowing, and if it happens, you know, it's all good. Yeah. Um, of course, if you want me to edit something out, if you talk shit about somebody, I could do that too. No, that's fine. <laughs> but, uh, that's why I don't want to mention any names. That's smart. That's smart. Yeah, I mean, the millions and millions of yeah. uh, subscribers of the Broder Podcast. <laughs> we don't want, you know, the le- things that leaked out, you know. Um, but did you, uh, did you have any bad experiences like yourself, kind of like that? Like, not With that aggressive, audience, but... Audiences? Yeah, hecklers or anything like that. Oh yeah, I mean if you're if out. you're in this business, you're gonna you're gonna get that from time to time. But I've been I've been doing it for a long time, over twenty years. And uh, the thing is, I, in, during that time, I might have had a half a dozen true hecklers. You know, hecklers meaning they wanted to insult me, they wanted to get me off my game, or they wanted to you know get the, get the spotlight on them. Right. Um, usually drunk, usually male. Sure. Um, 
Well, in most of those clubs, uh, I mean, there's always, at least here in Florida, it's always a two drink minimum. So like if you're doing, (laughs) I always thought about that. Like as a, as a standup, you literally go in and everyone's two drinks to the face. (laughs) That's, you know, that's a great premise for a joke. Who who else's job requires that, you know, their supervisors have two drinks. (laughs) Yeah, dude, it's crazy. Yeah. You can, uh, you can take that one. I'm sure you can form it into a good bit. But I yeah, like that. I'm going to do that. It's it's so weird. Like, imagine if I was, I mean, I don't know, if, like a construction worker, and there's a sign that as soon as you show up, <laughs> as soon as you show up, it says, okay, ladies and gents, take a breathalyzer. You need to make sure you're at least buzzed by the time yeah. you get in and start working. And you're just like, that's so it is, strange. It is a very funny, that's a very funny premise. Yeah. I like that. I'm going to, I might, uh, I might do that tomorrow. Yeah. I have Please a show do. in uh, North, a monthly show we have in my hometown. It's a little theater. It seats about one, 120, 130, and we sell Ooh. it out every month. And it's just a blast. It's a place where that's uh, a good room. I, I, I do new material and, you know, cause it's a friendly place. It's my show with, you know, with my show partner, Sal D'Amelio. Oh yeah. Good old Sal. Yeah. Shout out to him. But sorry, I was interrupting you. So, yeah, you had a couple hecklers. Oh, yeah. I mean, everybody has had the aggressive hecklers. Uh, and right. I haven't had many. I think it's because I kind of look like the guy that would get angry with them. <laughs> so, right. uh, you do kind of have I, that feeling, like a, I don't know, like an Irish like, mobster. I'm a, I'm a cranky grandpa <laughs> when I am. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, the aggressive ones, uh, they're usually drunk and they want to impress somebody at the table. They're angry that you're up there and not them because people have told them they're funny their whole life, but they don't they don't know how to do it or they just can't do it, whatever. Right. And so, so that's kind of where a lot of heckling comes from. And like I said, maybe a half a dozen times total where somebody has been really crappy, like, you know, uh, bring on the next guy or something like that. You know, I can't even remember exactly what it was. Usually... And these aren't really hecklers, although uh, this is really popular on TikTok. I'm sure you've seen all these heckler moments that these you know comedians oh, yeah. put out. And um, you know, it's become a thing. It, to me, it's like you know, you're 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 baiting them, you're egging them on, and you're you're, right. you're wanting that moment, which is fine. Crowd work is fun, but I don't work with the crowd. I just tell my jokes. Right. And if they want to, you know, some sometimes, and these these are not hecklers. They're just people that, you know, they forget for a moment they're in a theater or a club and they'll just blurt something out like, oh, that's my sister does that too, you know. They're right. not trying to be rude. They just have a little too much to drink. <laughs> and then, you know, so you don't, you don't want to embarrass them or, uh, sure. you know, smack them down. You, you might, you'll let the, uh, my policy is always let the first one go. Just let it go. Because there's no them. reason to derail yeah. what you're doing because somebody blurted something out. Chances, 80% of the time, they never say anything else. So right. you let the first one go. And uh, if they do it again, then you, mm-hmm. you make sure the audience hears what, what they said. You repeat. You say, I'm sorry, you said what? So, and then you repeat to the audience so they understand why you're talking to this person. Because, you know, even three rows back, uh, people are not going to hear someone who's talking uh, to the stage, right? So you repeat what they said, and then you, you know, riff on that for a little bit. There's always something funny, uh, right. because somebody has just, you know, uh, uh, derailed an entire show, and people are nervous, and if you call the moment, they appreciate it, and they'll laugh with it. So 
generally speaking, that's all that happens. Um, it's usually good natured and you just have to kind of, you know, let, like I said, let the first one go. If it keeps on, you can't let them take over the show. You got to acknowledge it, make a few jokes, put them in their place and then go. Yeah. And go again, on. you know, it's one of those things where I'm paying, I'm paying good money, right? Yes. Like I'm, that's probably me, by the way. Let me silence that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm paying good money, so I don't want to fucking hear some jabroni in the crowd trying exactly. to, you know, make their friends laugh. That is kind of interesting. One of my favorite um, places I went to, I don't even want to call it a club. I forget where we were. I think we were in, we were in San Francisco, you know, that nice, gorgeous uh, part of California. And uh, yeah. we, we ended up going into this, like, rundown club that we found on, uh, maybe it was Groupon, where it was like a BOGO, and it was like 20 bucks. And we ended up going in to this like underground club, it looked like, but we walked in and it kind of looked like someone just took a big basement and put black mm. curtains all over it and that one like key time. light. <laughs> happens all the time. But that was probably one of our favorite comedy clubs. Like yeah. we've been in the improv, we've been to, you know, I've seen uh, comedians like Kevin Hart and Joe Rogan at Madison Square. Like it was, yeah. that is great. Those big arenas are great, but there's something really cool about, those underground, like you said, 100 people, 120 people, yeah. like it's it's so intimate. And even if yeah. you're doing a little crowd work, it's fun, but it's more like as a spectator at least, and maybe you could tell me as a comedian, but as a spectator, I feel that I need to not talk as much or not at all. I'm almost scared a little bit because there's only 50 people or 100 people versus like an arena I could shout out to Kevin Hart and he's not going to hear shit. So, you yeah, know what I mean? Like right. mm -hmm. yeah. that intimate spacing is kind of better, I would imagine. I would, yes, I prefer uh, clubs over theaters. Mm. Um, like I said, I do this theater every month in my little hometown here. And it's, uh, but if, if you can imagine, it's, a, it's an intimate, 120, 130. Uh, but I do prefer clubs, smaller stages. Um, Low ceilings. Right. Better sound, uh, I would imagine, too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah better sound. And uh, th because the thing is, um, d uh, distance in a club is, is the enemy of comedy. You, you want to put people as close together as possible without mm. them being uncomfortable. Sure. Because it's a communal thing. It's not, you know, it's me speaking. It's one person speaking and That's right. getting jokes out. But it's like... Um, the, the best thing I can liken it to is that you know, everybody was predicting during uh, the height of the pandemic that movie theaters were all going to go under. That's never going to happen. Um, it's taken a right. while for people to come back, but people want that experience. They don't want to watch. They don't want to watch first run shows on their TV. There's no there's no juice to that. You want to sit in a dark with strangers. I don't know why, but <laughs> you know, so yeah, uh, yeah proximity is important in uh a club or a yeah that, that's funny you say that about the movie theater because i never thought of it until i saw uh top gun maverick yeah that's when i realized because that was like the first time I've, I've been to theater since the pandemic obviously slowly they've opened up but that was the first time where it was like it was a big packed sold out like spider-man no way home too that's a good example but yeah there mm -hmm. was something special about top gun kind of similar to spider-man where there was all different emotions going on and you were so you were so close <clears throat> you were so close to that person next to you, a complete stranger you've never met before. You're yeah. probably never going to see again. 
and mm-hmm. you're sharing these moments. And there was even yeah, a couple times weird. like, yeah, especially like in Top Gun where you saw, right? I think we talked about this on. I did. I, I finally wound up seeing it. Fantastic, right? Yeah. The first, yeah, it was fantastic. The first okay. time I went, I, I, you know, I think I said on the, uh, the other show, the crossing the streams, and this is true. Yeah. I, uh, I, 20 minutes in, I'm like, I, I don't want, I, don't, I can't deal with this bro culture right now. I'm just, you mm. know, this, hey, bro, you know, and the muscle out. Sure. I just, I, I just, I didn't want to deal with it that night. And yeah. so I left. <laughs> then I came back and saw it. I really dug it. It's a great movie. Yeah. By, by the way, for people listening, left the movie theater, <laughs> right? Because you didn't want to deal with yes. it. And then yeah. you're like, eh, fuck it. I heard Crossing the Streams. Let me go back. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out Crossing the Streams, the number one streaming show on the planet. Yeah, um, but yeah, it was it was kind of cool. Like uh, I, I, when I first originally saw it, and there was that scene in the bar where you know Tom Cruise is outside and he hears, um, what was the song? The fucking um, that yeah. goose song in the first one. Oh so, yeah, yeah. Playing the um, piano. Uh, of course, I hit a brain fart right when I'm telling yeah, a straight story. I, yeah, me too. But um, so he's playing the song and Tom Cruise is looking at the window. I can hear it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's in my head. And yeah. he's, he's literally watching it and he's seeing the flashback of Goose from the original. And, you know, this is 30 years ago. If people don't understand. Mm-hmm. I made my wife watch the movie right beforehand and it made sense to her. But for me, I haven't seen it prior to that in probably 10 years. It's not something you watch every weekend. And right. there was like massive, even just talking about it, I have goosebumps mm-hmm. because you get the feeling that you felt yeah. When Goose originally died and and Top Gun, and you mm-hmm. get all that rushing back, even with very minimal flashbacks. And then I looked to the guy next to me, and he was like, you know, some heavier set dude. He's with his family. Uh, he's got like two kids and and his wife. And he looks, and we're both kind of like looking at each other, like we're not going <laughs> to cry together. <laughs> You're going to ugly cry in the theater. But, with but his then all family of a sudden, there. <laughs> yeah. But like I look next to him, and I go. Because my wife, you know, she she didn't get as misty. It's a it's a yeah. But for yeah. me as a bro, it's a very special <laughs> moment, right? So I look yeah. I look at the guy, and then as soon <laughs> we lock eyes, and I'll never forget it because it was dark, but you get the fly. And we lock eyes. It, it wasn't gay. Um, it could have been. <laughs> if my wife wasn't there, and I look at him, and we just kind of go, Don't do it. okay. And then yeah. I turn back and look at the screen, and I just catch myself going, <laughs> <laughs> and I had to like well, choke you- back. And there's something special. Yeah, you in that. can't have that moment sitting. Right. You you can feel it sitting in your living room watching it on HBO Max. Sure, but it's not the same. No, that's one of the reasons why. Yeah, that's why comedy. You know, random so. encounters with strangers crying <laughs> in the theater. <laughs> exactly, and then you know, similar to a comedy show where it's like it's so intimate, you're laughing, you're, you know, that's what that's I love most about um, the art of comedy, and that's why I love talking about it so much is because I love going to shows. I think it's probably one of the greatest therapeutic things you could do mm. is to laugh um mm-hmm. if you don't have a group of friends which i'm i'm blessed to have a group of friends to where we can you know uh just hit each other's elbows you know what i mean like mm-hmm. those those moments of laughter yeah. where you're just nailing each other and you're just you're rolling and there's just something so therapeutic about that and going to a comedy show you do that with strangers and 50 people or 100 people are just laughing their ass off and they're crying because mm-hmm. they're laughing so hard and everything's so relatable most of the time. And um, it's a lot of, um, I like comedy shows that are intimate, like you're saying, because it's a lot of, oh yeah, been there. Yeah. yeah. Like in your yeah. head, that's the, yeah. when you can live in the moment of what that storyteller is doing on stage. Yes. It's, yeah. It's such a cool art form, man. 
Right. Well, I love it. And um, obviously, I'm not uh, the best at it. I would be uh, more famous. But I'm, you know, I mean... Uh, as long as you like to do it. I love to do it. You yeah. know, I've been, like I said, I've got, I've got three CDs out. I'm on XM Sirius all the time. I get booked, you know, every weekend that I want to work. So I'm at that level of... Um, Beautiful. Notoriety. But, uh, you know, it's, I'm never going to be famous. I'm a 60-year-old guy, you know. Hey man, you never know. I mean, <laughs> shit. Look at look at Louis C.K. He didn't get famous till he was like in his forties, like famous, famous. That's you know? true. And they he was doing it for a long time. Potted plants. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> Ricky Ricky Gervais too. Another good example. That's true. Yeah, but I, you know, I'm way beyond forties. Uh, I started at forty, um, yeah. but you know, it is uh, it is what it is. I um, I uh, I'm very happy with what I'm doing and where I am. Well, you're famous in my book. Hey, thank books. you. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm going to obviously tag you in all this as well. So, you know, hopefully you'll gain some subscribe because Bob is funny and he's he, Bob the suit. He's like a master of TikTok now. Yeah. I don't know if you guys follow <laughs> him on TikTok. On <laughs> but you, yeah, are I just, I only have 2,500 friends. So, that, you know, that, and that's just been rolling. So, cause I just started sure. TikTok, I think in June. Yeah. Um, that's, that's impressive, that man. Out, uh, you know. I mean, 2,500, that's not bad. I mean, I don't even know 25 people, I don't think. So 2,500 is... <laughs> well, I don't good. know any of these people. There's somebody who liked uh, some videos I put out there, you know? Yeah. I do, I do get some, some crossovers where people will... They'll come to a show and go, Hey, I saw, your, you know, saw you on TikTok. I follow you. Or I, um, cool. I saw your... I, I follow you on Twitter and that kind of thing. But... It's it's not a ton, you know. Sure. But it, it's cool. It's cool if it happens. Like I'm in Boston. That happened, you know, in the spring. That's interesting. And I, and I, and like four people came up and go, "Oh, dude, you know, we we love your Twitter. We follow you, and we, you know, we." I wasn't doing TikTok then. I was doing yeah. what Instagram. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Just getting my feet wet. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. You know? Well, you but know the one you. the one disadvantage you talk about is too late for you. Not really, man, because. A, you don't look. What, what? How old you say you are? Sixty. I'm sixty. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. You don't look sixty at all. Like. Well, thanks, man. Yeah. So I mean, you're you're already ahead of it. You had kind of a little a late start because of social media. So the twenty years you've yeah. been doing comedy, you haven't been doing social media for twenty years. So no. imagine if you did another five years of this, you're sixty five, but you blow up, and then you have another five years of like solidarity. I mean, look at Carlin, man. Like George Carlin, come on. True. I mean, you know, he was yeah. cranking until he was in the grave right so you got time man. Sure you just was. keep keep getting aggressive on social media because it's it's working i'm trying um here's the thing just last week i had was the biggest uh response i had on TikTok. it was like two hundred and ninety thousand views i think Fuck. and you know i don't know 14 15 000 likes a bunch of saves and forwards yeah. so that was cool the next one i dropped all the way back to 45,000 and then one I put out yesterday which doesn't make any sense to me at all because I think it's a very punchy funny little joke I'm, I'm buried 1700 is all I got and that's all I'm gonna get you know yeah. you you hit for that, that video, moment you mean. hit that wave yeah for that when you yeah. hit that moment with that piece that you put up and then it's over within a day or two you know that's right yeah I mean so, the one thing I found about TikTok that's different than uh, other platforms because um, you know not I just don't uh, do the podcast. I also, I own a, a couple companies. One is uh, I'm a UGC creator, so I'll create content for brands and stuff. Mm. Uh, and UGC cool. is user generated content. So like uh -huh. those unboxings and the reviews and all that I produce and, and film some of that stuff. 
And uh, of course, me and the wife have uh, this new business now, Meet Cupox. Shout out Meet Cupox. But one thing I found by doing those businesses is the more aggressive you are on TikTok in terms of like everyone's saying, oh, post every day. But as long as the content's good, and mm-hmm. like you said, you might have 1,700 views, but if you're putting out one or two a day or maybe a couple a week, three, four, five a week, more people are going to come back and they're going to see you, not only on their For You True. page, but they're just going to enjoy your content and you're going to get a follower out of it. And um, everyone's like pitching well, the fast game, trying to get quick followers. I realized that early on. And then I'm yeah. like, you know, fuck this. I'm going to play the long game, you know, yeah. and gain organic followers and, and real fans yeah. of the products. Because I think that's where it lives, right? Because if you get famous really quick, like you always hear these horror stories of like, people getting TikTok famous or Instagram famous and they end up falling off. It's because a yeah. lot of those followers just liked one or two posts, click to follow, yeah. and then eventually they'll want to follow you. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, I don't post enough. I only post uh, once a week, maybe twice. That's it. Because... Yeah. Um, well, do you film your whole set or do you have someone doing clips? I film different sets in different places. You know, the ones mm. that are up on TikTok are... You know, I mean, I, I, I'm going to look, you know, relatively the same in every, <laughs> every TikTok because I'm He's wearing the same suit. black yeah. suit and tie, right? Uh, but uh, there's uh, shows up there from uh, Rid- uh, Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle. There's stuff from nice. Janetti's. There's stuff from uh, a place, uh, let's see, uh, the Comedy Cabana in uh, Myrtle Beach. It's from a variety of places, but... The con, you know, the the content looks relatively the same. Sure, which is good. Hairstyles, baby. Yeah, which is good because you can't change your handle now. I mean, you're Bob the suit. You can't. Yeah, yeah, and that's you're stuck. That's kind of a weird thing. I didn't even I didn't even make that up. That was made up for me. You know, twenty well twenty years ago, there were uh, when we when I was getting started, there was a lot of um, people. Uh, my home club was a place called Joey's in Livonia, Michigan, and that's since closed. I think about. I don't know, six years ago. Mm. I cut a, an album there uh, back in um, 2015. So mm-hmm. uh, there was a lot of, uh, you know, contests, open mics, all that kind of stuff going on. And there was a couple of Bobs besides me. Oh. And somebody decided to differentiate us by saying, okay, who's going? Oh, it's that guy. Which Bob? Well, Bob, Bob the suit guy, Bob the suit. You know, so I, that's. It's stuck. That's what people call me. That's hilarious. <laughs> so I, yeah, I hate. I, I almost hate it because it's it's gimmicky, and I'm not, I'm not gimmicky at all. I'm just a very you know. I wrote I write setups and punchlines. Yeah, <laughs> and stories. And, and dude, that's what I love about your comedy because you don't see that a lot now. A lot of it is like, not there's anything wrong with it, but the Andrew Schultz style type of comedy where it's a lot of riffing. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of what seems like improv, but it's you know it's obviously not. There's I'm sure they'll they'll go off in tangents, but there's always gonna they're always gonna come back to that premise, and they might go off again. Yeah. But I'm sure they have those bullet points, um, depending on how they write. But I, what I like your about yours is it's like very, um, um, like 1950s. You know, it's it's quick. Well, now I'm I'm just I the liver spots are flying <laughs> off my hands now. I just, you know, I got osteoporosis just in the last five seconds. Fifties. <laughs> well, let me say, you're not like the fifties, but the fifties style, like when, like Lenny Bruce, like that type of comedy. Oh, oh, Lenny Bruce, I'll take that. You follow? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. 
Um, are the liver spots disappearing now slowly? Yeah, I, it was funny that you mentioned that because uh, yeah, they're, they're fading a little they're bit. They're fading slowly as we're talking. Um, right, I, and I did, uh, I, you, you know, Nikki Glaser? Sure. Yeah, she's okay. great. Very funny. And, uh, you know, she's part of the Amy Schumer sort of, if there's a crowd, I don't know. There's a few Click. of them, you know, yeah. that are of that kind of uh, particular age group and style of humor. And she's really funny and she's mm-hmm. really pretty. And uh, I, uh, this was a, when was this? Probably, I don't know, seven years ago, something like that. Oh, I got a oh. call from the Ann Arbor Comedy Showcase, my friend Roger, who owns that. He said, hey, um, we have a fallout. Uh, you know, the feature can't make it, something or other. Uh, are you working this weekend? I said, uh, no, I'm not. I'm off. He says, well, look, uh, Nikki Glazer's in town. Can you can you open for her? I said, hell yeah. Oh, sure. So I, I worked with Nikki for a weekend, and she was really funny, really nice. Um, and she, but <laughs> she said kind of the same thing you said. And uh, she goes, um, you know what I like about your stuff? It's, um, it's classic humor. <laughs> and that, that was, that was just a nice way of saying, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's very, uh, what, what do I want to say here? Uh, You're old. No, it's classic. <laughs> you said 1950. She said classic. <laughs> But I get it. I think I know what people are saying. Yeah, that's what you say when you see like a nice Thunderbird. You're like, oh, that's a classic. Classic. There you go. That's just not a Tesla. They're like, boy, there's a lot of newer models that are so much better than that (laughs) one. But that one's a classic. Yeah. But I'll take it. It's fine. Um, That is the style I do. You know, I mean, I like to, uh, you know. Yeah. And I think I think classic is probably a better example because it's not obviously um, better than 1950s. Uh, but it's the, what I like about it is just no one's doing it, you know, like obviously Jerry Seinfeld, I would say is, is maybe the closest thing most recently, but even his stuff is back when he did his show, it was more the classic comedy that, you know, we're talking yeah, about. Yeah. I love, I love Seinfeld's style yeah. and you know, his, the way he writes, um, I think, um, I guess uh, I probably unconsciously, you know, you know, we we all do things unconsciously. We just kind of like the way someone moves on stage, and we just sure. sort of pick that up. And I don't know, uh, but I I was a big fan of Robert Schimmel, and he died uh, several years ago. Mm. But he was uh, um, the goat. Yeah, he he yeah. he he was in a black suit, black tie. He'd walk up, he'd talk into the mic. He never moved from that position. And that's what I do. I don't dance. I don't jump around. I yeah. figure I'm here to tell jokes. There's the microphone. Let's go. That's right. Yeah, and, and I definitely dig it, too, because sometimes when I've been to comedy shows, it's you know, it's it's more like a Broadway production where it's like you're trying too hard. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's definitely Multimedia funny. Multimedia experience. Yeah, literally. Like, <laughs> like you're doing it for, you know, the lights, the camera, the action. I get it, but... You know, sometimes you just want to like sit back and just watch some comedy and just well, hear some jokes. Well, then you should come to a show. You should come on out. I, and I appreciate you saying that. Um, uh, even though uh, you pegged me as being what? What would that be now? Seventy years old? <laughs> no, it's cool. I, I, I uh, I'm, I'm glad to take on that mantle. Classic yeah, comedy. Man. Yeah, man. So you're just getting started, Bob. So I'm excited for you, bud. Um, <laughs> yeah, but okay. you got any? Uh, you got any big shows coming up? I know you mentioned the theater. When is that? 
Yeah, I've got, uh, well, this uh, tomorrow is uh, in, my, in my little hometown here. We're sold out. Uh, it's the Sal and Bob Show. It's uh, nice. something we do monthly. And uh, we do, we have guests. We introduce newer comedians to the theater experience, people that are not getting a lot of stage time. Or we'll have a couple of really strong, strong vets, and it just, the show just blows up, you know? Nice. And uh, this is our lion season kickoff. <laughs> lion Thursday. season? Yeah, and obviously the lions suck, and everybody knows that. So we're going to spend a lot of time reminding people how badly they suck. It's sort that's of a, hilarious. it's an ironic season opening celebration, you know. We're, so that's uh, Thursday, it. two weeks. I'm cutting a new album uh, oh. at the Ann Arbor Comedy Showcase. Yeah, I've got three nights out there, two, excuse me, two nights, three shows. And uh, trying to get a new album out of that, um, looking forward to that. I love uh, putting something out new. Um, and then uh, I've got, um, oh gosh, I'm at the Comedy Cabana in Myrtle Beach again in October. i got a ton of uh, one-nighters coming up. There's, a, there's sort of a phenomenon that uh, is going on that happened, it seems to me it happened uh, right after they lifted the COVID restrictions. There's a lot of wineries. There's a lot of breweries, you know, microbreweries. Sure. Um, Doing and shows? Small wine. Yeah. And what they do yep. is they've, they, they clear a place in the actual brewery. They set up a stage. Or now what they're doing is they, uh, they're actually building onto these things and making small, um, I don't want to say theaters, but they have stages and all that. So people come in and they drink and then they get entertained and it becomes sure. a whole night, you know. So I got a, I, I've got I've got four wineries. <laughs> oh, sick! I bet there's a drink. Up, yeah, I bet there's a drink minimum there. No, uh, there gotta be. <laughs> yeah, two two wine one, glasses. One you bottle chug. per person. <laughs> so no, yeah, that's yeah. kind of a funny thing, and that's uh, that's let's see, Indiana, Illinois. Um, nice. And, um, yeah, just all over the place, wherever they put me. That's great, man. And uh, on all social, you're, uh, you're Bob the Suit. Yep. That, Bob the I, suit that's on all. Uh, I do, that's interesting about the winery because I did hear about that, uh, that they're doing shows. I think they should do it more with movie theaters as well. You know, you look at, like, they, movie theaters are struggling that. right now. Yeah, and they tr maybe, they tried that. maybe if there was, like, you know, evening shows. Because I know they tried it, like, during the day. On yeah. like a Saturday, but no one's going to see a fucking yeah, comedy show at two p.m. No, no, nobody wants to see that. Pe people innately understand and get that it's afternoon, and they're not going to laugh like they will in a darkened club at nine thirty on a Friday. And people try to mess with that formula all the time, and it very rarely goes well. Yeah. And plus, I mean, uh, well, now there's some theaters you can drink in. There's one in uh, you know a few miles from here. Sure. That that might work, uh, you know, slinging the booze. But yeah, that that experiment is uh, they do that every few years and it never works. Yeah, well, especially because I don't want to get loose during the day. Like I'll drink and I'll have brunch, but if anybody's yeah. had brunch in their life, they know that no matter what you eat, you end up shoveling down whatever booze you got there, whether it's a mimosa <laughs> or mimosa or bloody mary or something. And you always feel like shit afterwards. And you you feel like shit <laughs> yeah. like at 1 p.m. And your yeah. whole day is ruined. You know, because <laughs> you, you started take a at night. day drinking nap. Ugh. Yeah. 
Daydreaming night is the worst. And then you wake up and it's 5 p.m. and you're hungover. Like, it's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's, it is. <laughs> it is. It, it takes, yeah, it's, it's not a normal situation. Yeah. Um, so pe- people try to mess with the formula all the time, but it, yeah. it very rarely goes well. Yeah. Talk about circadian rhythm. That'll fuck you up a little bit. There you go. Um, but good, but yeah, Bob, the suit, very good. And last thing I wanted to, to ask you about, and then I'll let you go. Cause we're at 40 minutes already. Didn't even know. See how tough wow. I haven't said anything of any importance in 40 minutes. Yeah. We're going to start the recording soon. Um, okay. <laughs> we'll say, but the one thing I did want to like, how do you think, cause we talked a little bit about social media and how TikTok has kind of changed how you're doing things. But the one thing I would, I would probably say is if you don't video your sets, which I know there's kind of some eh about that where you don't want to give yeah. away all your material. But if you do end up videoing each set, you know, um, I would recommend taking that 20-minute set and maybe just cutting that up into mm-hmm. 15 TikToks. You know, but if you could That's record what every I've set. I've been doing. Have you? Okay, part. good. Yeah, yeah. taking uh, little uh, bits from uh, different shows. Yeah. Um, because TikTok doesn't want anything over 30 seconds. Yeah, This much I strange. found out. Yeah. I mean, I heard they're starting to get in more and and more long term video. But how do you think like TikTok and Instagram and social media, how do you think that's changed the world of comedy? Has that changed your bubble a little bit or it it absolutely has. It absolutely Mm -hmm. has. People are less patient. Um, Mm -hmm. I uh, I always um, I can always see, you know, it's it's usually the younger crowd. They're sort of uh, getting impatient for this story of mine to, you know, uh, get to the third or fourth punchline because they're used to TikTok just going bang, 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 bang and out, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the, you know, to sit in a comedy club and watch things unfold in real time, it's a, you know, it's a new thing for them. Mm-hmm. And I'll even talk to them. I can see them. I can see. I can see it every show. I just call them TikTok Nation. You know, there's like six or eight or ten of them come in, and they're not being rude. Sure. You know, they're over in the corner, and so they got their cell phones out, and they're kind of half paying attention. They're not talking. I mean, that that's rude having your cell phone. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you see that a lot. You mm-hmm. see that. And um, yeah, and then there's. Some... I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, we, we have changed. I've even noticed it in myself sometimes. I have to catch myself because um, I'm doing this thing now where I, I downgraded all my streaming platforms to uh, be free so I can watch ads. Because I, I really noticed a sickness that I was having, and the wife in particular as well, to where every time an ad would come up, and you know, those ads like on Hulu, for example, they're a minute and 30 seconds. They're, you get two ads to the face. That's it. Yeah. And we were noticing the second an ad hit we'd grab our phones and for that minute and 30 oh, seconds we're like yeah. getting this fucking hit of dopamine and we're like yeah. oh and, yeah and then when the show came on we tried to get in it but we realized yeah. that watching like someone fall on their ass at the front porch from a ring camera was funnier <laughs> and we just didn't that's there you so, go so bro i we, couldn't have said it better yeah so we downgraded all of our stuff so we can watch ads and we put our phone away from it so that way we have yeah. to engage in the ad, which kind of sucks sometimes, but also too, you're not, you're not like fiending for that, that hit. Yeah. Good TikTok. point. Good yeah. point. I do that too. I, uh, I watch you a movie do. with my phone, every movie. It's so weird. Yeah. And I'll just pause it every now and again. I go, oh, I want to see what's going on. <laughs> right. 10 minutes later, I go, where the hell was I? Why? Why do we do this? Cause the, it's constant stimulation. Cause the phones, you know why? 
because fucking TikTok is hilarious and it's awesome. Yeah. And it's so good. <laughs> like, like everything's this. so good. Like everyone's yeah. putting out photos that are gorgeous and they're putting yeah. out videos on YouTube that are engaging and funny. <laughs> and it's just so hard, man, because yeah, it is. I feel so bad for like the movie industry. I mean, unless it's a Top Gun or a Marvel movie or something like that, like it's very hard to keep people's attention. I, you know, and, and the times that I talk uh, on Jeff's show, Crossing the Streams, it's so funny to hear these reviews. Cause I, I mean, I take a lot of that to heart. Like I'll watch a lot of those those movies mm -hmm. and most of them are pretty good. But you know, some of the stuff that I watch and like Prey, I, I just did a review mm -hmm. on that and mm -hmm. it's a great movie, mm -hmm. you know, but you try to tell someone that doesn't know the Predator franchise or what it's about, like you try to explain that, they're yeah. like, eh, I'm not gonna watch that. But it's a really yeah. good heartfelt action I've packed. heard it's good. Yeah. It's a very good movie. But you know, people are like, eh, I only have 10 seconds of my time. I need a, yeah. I need to watch. <laughs> something else like <laughs> yeah it's so crazy to watch someone fall down oh by the way if uh you, your wife would uh, appreciate if you took uh, her to this on date night uh, take her to see three thousand years of longing very good i just saw it the really? other night yeah uh, till the Swinton. theaters yeah yeah tilda okay. swinton and Id Id idris elvis idris or Ildr idris i don't know yeah but he plays a gin he plays uh, a genie that uh, she finds in a bottle that she you know, buys in some bazaar. I think it's Morocco. Really, uh, just a nice, slow-moving, odd little romance. Um, huh. Very, very fun to watch. Oh, that's cool. Okay, yeah, yeah, I did see a trailer for that. It looks really good. Yeah, yeah. it's really cool. That's uh, anyway. Idris is Idris is very underrated. I think he's a great yeah. actor, and he's he's, been on he's great in this. Is he? Yeah, yeah and it's it's always uh, uh, surprises me how. People say, "Oh, he's really great in this little role." Well, it's not a little role. He's a gin. That how do you how are you going to be, you know, for an hour and a half? I believe this guy is a <laughs> mythical figure. You know, yeah. Uh, it, you know, it's maybe a little movie, but it it was not small acting. He's very good. Yeah. Have you seen any other good movies lately in the theater or streaming or anything? Uh, what have I seen? Um, they are streaming. Yeah, I usually I usually talk about all these on crossing the streams. It's usually a boxing documentary. Uh, no, that <laughs> that one that one comes to mind. Um, that was just yeah. in the last couple of days. So that's yeah. a good one. Yeah, I saw all the summer blockbusters and all that crap. The Thor sure. and the you know when you leave and you go okay what what was that why? <laughs> yeah, and it's getting so CGI man. Like it's yeah you know that's what I really enjoyed about Top Gun. I keep you know sucking on the Tom Cruise teat, but it's a really good movie. And there's no CGI in it. Like, it's all real fighter planes. It's all yeah. him and the pilots yeah. in the in the planes. And then you look at that, a multi-million dollar profitable movie versus, like, a Thor. It's pretty yeah. much Chris Hemsworth behind a green screen or in front of the screen screen yeah. the entire time. And, yeah. and you may, know it now. And you know it. And it's almost like when you see a Top Gun versus like those Marvel movies and all that doesn't mean they're not entertaining because they are but we're starting to realize I think the last like 10 years because we've gotten so many comic book movies we're like we need these comic book movies but then you watch yeah. a Top Gun or you watch like yeah. you know these other movies that you, you just mentioned with Idris and they're good movies and you're like wait a minute okay this is what Scorsese was talking about now we're getting mm -hmm. back to yeah. the movie theaters where you're actually enjoying cinema and film yeah. versus just CGI 
So yeah, what do they say? What's the old saying? And when you when you see a movie like, um, um, you know, the the Top Gun sequel, mm-hmm. uh, all the money is up on screen. You see it; it's all there. That's right. You know. That's right. Um, Versus post production and editing and all that. Yeah, it was all there. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I, I get why this. What did it cost? Three hundred million? Some crazy amount? Yeah. I don't know. And a lot of that was so, probably just buying the planes. You yeah, because you had to rent them for the day from the Navy. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, right. It's not. It's. I mean, those those planes itself, I think, are like one billion dollars to make. I mean, so yeah, they probably I mean, had to rent them for like a million dollars a minute or some shit. Like who knows? Yeah, yeah, sure. And then to get all that. Uh, by by the way, the the Navy and the Air Force loves that publicity. They love that. <sighs> you know, how many recruits I mean, you think they got after oh, that movie? Yeah, thousands. <laughs> Thousands. That's the unspoken, uh, yeah. you know, sort of unintended consequence of that movie. You got a lot of people joining up. Yeah, they might have donated like a lot of stuff. They're like, oh, just come on the ship for the day, just film. Yeah, Very good. Yeah. Just make sure you Absolutely. give us the footage as well when you get done, so we can use that in our yeah. commercials. Oh, they do it. Yeah, yeah. They're collaborating. So, yeah, but yeah, I mean, hopefully, um, you know, this uh, this uptick in social media, I think it's going to eventually plateau, and then we're going to start to realize. I look at this a lot because I talk to so many people on my show <clears throat> about health and wellness and stuff, and I, I always think about social media and film, kind of like our eating habits and our health. You know, there was like, if you Google 1950s, since that's obviously the age group that we're, we've been talking about this podcast, if you Google 1950s beach and you mm. see all the people in the 1950s, they were beautiful. They were all in shape and fit. And then, you know, fast food came out and then we started eating like shit. Oh, yeah. Right? For like <laughs> yeah. 20 years. Yeah, yeah. And then it it plateaued. And now it's kind of like dipping a little bit where people are starting to like eat okay. better. You know? And they're starting to care more about their health because we're maybe we're more intelligent. We're finding more yeah, studies. That would, that would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I think something's going to happen with social media in the coming years, hopefully in our lifetime, to where we'll realize, oh, it's bad for our brain. And our health and our mental health and we're ignoring good film and eventually I think it'll plateau and peak and then we'll get back like Godfather movies, Goodfellas, you know. I hope so. You know, that's that's the goal at least to where and Scorsese, guys like Scorsese are really helping with that, I think, bringing back some good films. I mean, aside from The Irishman, which was good, but it was kind of hard to watch. It was pretty long. Um, yeah, I used to make a joke about it. Say, uh, I, you know, on stage, I'd say, "Well, I'm in uh, season three of The Irishman. Anybody uh, seen that? You know, that That's particular really one? Funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I, I mean, it really just went on and on. I, and it yeah. was three hours, wasn't it? That's right. Yeah, it was a little over three hours, but yeah, it was. I didn't have a problem with it because I love anything with Scorsese and De Niro. Well, the fact okay. he brought back Pesci, yeah, for that collab <laughs> and them to yeah. do it. I was like, I watched the whole thing straight up, but yeah, my wife, my wife couldn't do it. It's an acquired taste, you know. Movies like The Departed, yeah. and yeah. you know, all, some of his greatest films are. You don't have to necessarily know the mafia, but just his style of filmmaking. Um, yeah. And I forget, I forget what movie I I saw that was um, that was kind of like. Oh, it wasn't a movie. It was the series Ozark. Yeah, that type of like directing, and Jason Bateman directed a lot of stuff, but that type of style of film. You know, it's just, it's beautiful. It's not super fancy, but it's like, mm-hmm. it keeps you engaged and you're, you yeah. feel the characters and that type of stuff's cool to watch, man. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, people, people always wind up going back to 
you, you know, the bread and butter. That's right. The, the comfort food, right? The, literally and figuratively. People want to <laughs> feel something that means something, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's right. You got it. Yeah. Well, Spoken like we, a 60-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this was good, man. It was good to shoot the shit with you. And like I said, we're almost at an thanks. hour so. Um, yeah, thanks for having me on. No, no, it was fun. And uh, of course, I'll share it, you know, share everything with you when I post it. But for people that don't know, uh, that want to find you, you're at Bob the Suit. But uh, anything else they, they need to know, maybe a website or something else you want to shout out? BobPhillipsComedy.com. That's where you can see all my dates, upcoming shows, and, uh, you know, clips and better stuff from Twitter and, uh, you know, uh, you know the handpicked stuff, right? I love it. I love yeah. it. Bob Thanks. Phillips. Ladies and gentlemen, Bob, thanks for being on the show, man. We appreciate it. Keep doing your thing, man. Keep comedy alive. We appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate it.